This is episode 15 of Tegan Goes Vegan, and I'm your host, Tegan Karuna. Before we get started with the interview for this week, I just wanted to ask you, if you enjoyed listening to the show, would you please rate the show on iTunes? It really helps other people be able to find it. And I think that with the more ratings that the show has, it can maybe move up in the ranks when you search for the word vegan, there's a lot of shows on there that haven't put out episodes in a couple of years. It would just be great to have, you know, this is an active show. I would love for more people to be able to listen to it and find it more quickly when they're searching on iTunes. So I would really appreciate it. If you're not into iTunes or don't want to leave a review, I would definitely love to hear from you. You can always email me at tegangoesvegan at gmail.com. All right, that's enough of that. Now, um, Let's get to the interview. I spoke with the absolutely charming and lovely Devin McCleary this week. We talked about kind of her journey through raw veganism into not raw veganism and kind of how she has really used a vegan diet to help with her health and to really help her feel more vibrant and alive. And I am really glad that I had a chance to talk to her. Um, we <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff that I needed to learn about, which is always fantastic. So I think that you will also enjoy this conversation. And yeah, here she is, Devin McCleary. How long have you been vegan? Two years, just like as of last week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's very cool. So how did you... Obviously, you haven't been vegan your whole life. How did you come to veganism? So it's an interesting path. Um, I guess it started out with I was um, overweight and I wanted to look for a healthier way of living. Um, and then I also was looking at, uh, I came across a lot of different environmental things and things about like not using plastic. Um, there was uh, a book I came across that talked about not using, and a blog, um, and talked about not using plastic and down that path of health and environmental searching for the right way to to live i found veganism um i actually found raw veganism uh first wow that's (laughs) quite a leap from omnivore to raw vegan yes i found the path of uh just i don't know what wormhole i got down (laughs) Um, a rabbit hole of the internet yes yes of youtube searching and um uh actually it was it, it was between like um different health things uh i don't know if you heard like dr joel Furman and um i yep. he's not raw vegan but um no. so i i seen like a, i got a hold of a lot of his um information and then a lot of different raw vegan like youtube things and i don't know when i actually decided to make the change or what the path was um but also like when i was looking up health and health prevention um i know there was this one point um, that was, I guess, my turning point of me trying to figure out what was ultimately right for me. Like, I had asked my doctor at one point, uh, you know, what can I do to uh, change or prevent a lot of, you know, health incidents because my family has health issues. And um, she had told me uh, the best thing for me to have a healthy, or to have any type of disease prevention was to not get pregnant early 
which what? <laughs> was forbid pregnancy. It was just like the oddest and weirdest thing. Um, so, um, and that's, from that, that's yes. really strange. Was this like a real doctor? Yes, she okay. was my doctor for years. Um, I was 26 at the time too, so I was just like You're not even that young. It wasn't right, like you it's were like 16. this is a social issue. It's not like a health issue per se. Like, and I don't know. And, and nobody can can say that 26 is young for having a right, kid. You know, right, like exactly. biologically at least. I mean, emotionally, yes, but biologically, <laughs> right? So, and and we never talked about anything like that. I never say I had like some issues or anything. So, and that, like, I think that moment was, like, where I, like, uh, detested, I don't know what a better word is, or, like, distrusted, I guess, the, the regular, like, health industry, and I had to try to seek out something that was healthier, a healthier way of living. Um, and when you, when you say that it made you distrust the health industry, and mm-hmm. full disclosure, I work in public health, I work in health policy. I work in health industry also. Okay, so I work in healthcare. Okay, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, like... What does that mean? Like, what what changed in your head when she said that? Um, it just it being in the health industry as well. Like, it confirmed some of the things that I already knew. Um, like what? Uh, that Western medicine, standard Western medicine, isn't designed to prevent health. Um, there's certain health issues and diseases, and it's disease treatment. Um, and the side, the side of medicine and healthcare that I'm on is based uh, mostly on disease treatment. What do you um, do? I'm a pharmacist, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, oh man! So yeah, all right. So, um, it's all around, um, and you know, I went to school for pharmacy, and um, you know, and uh, learned everything about you know healthcare I could. And I've been in a lot of different industries, and you know, I just had a lot of different perspective on disease and health and you know how things are are treated (laughs) yeah i would imagine as a pharmacist because your job is to get people medication Mm -hmm. and you see how many you know just in your anecdotal experience like you see what kinds of medications are being doled out yes and they're for chronic diseases i imagine Mm -hmm. it's for high blood pressure yeah Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. less you know antibiotics and kind of like um acute disease treatment I mean, there is acute disease uh, treatment also as well, um, but you know, a, a lot of um, where the pharmaceutical industry is focused on is chronic disease treatment. Mm-hmm. And so, you started to do your own research, mm-hmm. and how like how did you go about that? You found books, and you found, um, you know, how like what brought you to raw vegan first? YouTube. this would be straight uh frank and honest yeah yeah yeah. like yeah a lot of you know different youtube videos and um uh actually at my first like i guess diet that i had started with was not vegan at all (laughs) um i started with um I think his name is Bob from The Biggest Loser, the trainer. <laughs> okay. He had like a diet book at the time. And I had actually lost some weight with that. And then I, I wanted to find out something that was long term because, you know, a diet per se isn't going to keep me healthy long term. Right. It's more of the way of eating yeah. mentality. So, I mean, there it was, I guess, a way of eating. There were some actually pretty good things in the book that, you know, I could use long term. I don't remember that it was like 20 different steps or something or different I don't know the 
quote or I don't know phrases he had and during the book that you're supposed to do um it wasn't a bad way of living or health um but I just thought there was more I could do and so how long did you stay raw vegan um, I only actually did like fully raw vegan for like three weeks. Like I wasn't oh, okay. like, <laughs> okay. I didn't go straight into raw vegan. Like, oh, so okay. like my transition was like, I was still eating, you know, meat and trying to eat healthily. Um, and then I tried some like raw vegan on and off type, nothing like too long. And I would, I would do mostly raw for, I did mostly raw for a while for a few months. Um, and then. I remember I was still eating. It wasn't like I was fully vegan. My last uh, non-vegan meal, <laughs> I was uh, actually visiting someone um, in like Texas, and we ate like meatballs <laughs> and like cheese and like all the stuff. And then, and I have very poor impulse control, so so <laughs> with food. So I, I just remember like eating that and then the next day and just feeling like just disgusting mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm just like i'm not doing this anymore i'm just not going to do it and i just vowed not to eat meat or cheese or dairy at like any again so i decided to just be full vegan mm-hmm. and i've been ever since so so it, it was a slow transition but you were still eating an omnivorous diet yes up until you said no more yeah so like you were kind of like it sounds like you were dabbling or like really like going maybe 75 percent of the way in and then like eating meatballs and cheese and then one day you're just like pretty much i think i stopped making like uh any type of non-vegan meals inside my house at one point and then i was said i was still you know try I don't know what I was thinking I really don't know what the thought process was but I, I remember that this thing like and the next day I'm like I'm not doing this anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just like it's not worth it um and so when I came into veganism it was initially solely for health reasons mm-hmm. so. and then has that evolved over time yes that definitely has um I think I was more standoffish about the animal rights portion of veganism and the lifestyle um just because i honestly got turned off by a lot of overzealous you don't (laughs) say overzealous you know uh vegan uh ways i just didn't want to be associated with that it just seemed like a lot of negativity so um i uh kind of dissociated with it i was just like oh you know i'm vegan for health Mm-hmm. And, you know, which is a, a perfectly legitimate reason to be. Yes. Vegan. Yes. But there is more to it. Yeah. And it seems like you maybe came across some people who were more aggressive than what really spoke to you. Yes. I didn't want to be known as a person that would throw paint on someone's fur. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what and that's and that's what I thought of. If I ever heard of, you know, um, animal rights activists prior to knowing what that actually meant or making the connection with what that actually meant mm-hmm. um, to care about animals. And all I thought about was throwing red paint on something. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I just, I really don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> right. And if yeah. that's what it means to be an animal rights activist, mm-hmm. that you have to throw paint on people or get in people's faces. Like I, I'm right there with you. Like that is not what I'm interested yeah. in. So I, I totally I, I'm definitely with you on that one. <laughs> and, I, you know, it, it became a thing for me. I'm like, you know, I eat vegan, um, and I guess I'm vegan for the animals, too. I kind of just said it under my breath. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
you know, and for the environment and, you know, for the animals. Um, shh, shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah. yeah. Give so, me a bucket of paint. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Hide the paint. So, um, um, no. So, and, and it evolved into, no, this does make sense. Like, we shouldn't be doing trivial things for, you know, our enjoyment and using animals for it. And, um, and even though other people choose to say the message a certain way, like, I don't have to do that. So. It's true. Yeah. And, and it doesn't seem like you've adopted that. Kind no, of maybe one message. day I will. Maybe I will be out there with the fight and red paint <laughs> in hand. I don't know. I, I never expected to be at this point. Like two years ago, I, you know, I probably would said I still would have bought leather or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I don't just did it for health, but you know, um, you know, it's all ever evolving thing. Yeah, and as human beings, it's much better if we learn and evolve and you know and change with new information and things like that. Right. You know, that's a, a big reason why I have this podcast is because I really want to talk to people about what they think about things and what motivates them because I I don't know a lot of vegans personally and so it's really yeah. interesting to me to have this reason to talk to people about like <laughs> yeah. what they think about things cuz you can read stuff online and you can watch YouTube videos mm-hmm. but like you don't get the same conversation that you can you know it's it's different right. and people change a lot versus in person yeah, versus online and absolutely. that whole tone of of type mm-hmm. versus tone of voice mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yes for sure and I, I just hope that i continue to change and and learn and things like that you know absolutely like, so i that's my little soapbox about why the <laughs> podcast exists um mm-hmm. so when you decided to become vegan first for health reasons only, and then once you started to kind of change a little bit into the animal rights part, mm-hmm. what did people think? Like, what was that transition for for you? What was that transition like for you socially? Um, socially, I mean, people know that I eat a, you know, plant-based diet and anyone that is around me. Um, I don't think there was much of a social change. Um, I don't really... I, I guess I'm not at the point where I, I have open... It, people might ask me questions. I don't necessarily bring things up unless, you know, it comes up like, oh, I'm, you know, not eating this. Or and mm-hmm. people are aware, but it, it's not been like a huge conversation and it hasn't been a lot of pushback or anything mm-hmm. like that. Did you have any, like, apprehension about eating vegan food in social situations? A little bit. Um, I'm kind of the person who just does whatever I want, and people know that. So <laughs> people know I'm a little bit crazy, and I'm just like, "Oh, it's Devin, whatever." Oh. Just <laughs> vegan food again, right? Yeah. Like it, it, it kind of. I was always uh, open to being the outsider, <laughs> so it it wasn't really. I wasn't really concerned about social settings because I'm concerned about health reasons um, in, in veganism. Um, eating out as always, you know, uh, I, I don't like to eat out too much anyway. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not that healthy for me. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty clear that restaurant food is not the greatest option right, for us. Right, right. I mean, it, for, yeah, for anyone. And, well, for me, I always it hasn't been the greatest option for me. I... Um, have great weight changes when I eat mm. out too much so um that it it's that's always been a concern anyway so mm-hmm. it's kind of just like 
instead mm-hmm. and I um, might have to just eat a salad for the night. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like sometimes I find myself in that kind of situation and that's when I at least to myself I'm like, all right, let's not make this about the food. Mm-hmm. I'm out with my friends. I'm like enjoying my time. Right. And that's the important part. Like mm-hmm. even though I didn't get like the best meal I've ever had, yeah. it's, it's still a good time. Right. And a lot of people are accommodating like they'll be like they'll say, you know, this is place have, you know, vegan options for you and actually mm-hmm. I'm less like, no, really, I it's not that serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'll figure it out. I do it every day. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? And then people are like, no, we'll go here. No, but I didn't see this on the menu. I'm like, really? Like guys, we can just go down the street. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> like yeah that is like I, I i really i'm glad that people care it's just like i don't want to be that person <laughs> and annoying it's got a little bit of annoying but <laughs> it is it is really strange because i know that it comes from a place of people wanting to be accommodating and caring right but at the same time it is kind of like i'm an adult and i <laughs> right. can i can do this like it's it's fine we got this guy yeah we're we're cool we're cool but i appreciate it it's way better than the alternative right then let's go to the steakhouse where there's like nothing yeah, let's here. go to a pig roast that's like my right. worst fear is like going somewhere going to somebody's house <laughs> and they have a pig roast like i don't even know what i would do oh gosh it would be so i'm like resting oh. my head on the microphone now in distress of thinking about this idea Oh, boy. Uh, so, since you do a lot of your own food preparation, mm-hmm. like, what kinds of foods do you eat? And, like, what are the things that you like to to make for yourself? Like, um, a- I, I don't, I just make up stuff as I go along. I've always mm-hmm. done that. <laughs> I've got it from my mom. Um, I kind of just, you know, start off with something and kind of just, like, ends up to be something i don't even know the names for most of my dishes <laughs> so um devin surprise right <laughs> um so um uh, yeah so uh i tend to gravitate some more and i don't know i eat a lot of like i try to make stuff a lot of stuff from scratch and whole foods so um it's some concoction of vegetables with maybe you know some rice or uh i don't know sauces and different things yeah i really <laughs> i yeah. really just make up from like in our house know. we call them skillets like we just yeah. put a bunch of things in a pan and cook it yeah and then, then I'm, it's, I'm it's usually Devin pretty good skillets, yeah so. <laughs> yeah so how much raw food do you still eat like do you try to do like a certain amount of raw food a day uh, no i haven't been i straight away after i came from woodstock and that's almost a year and a half ago um from raw foods i had like a lot of changes in my life last year and and raw foods requires a lot of preparation and um space (laughs) and um and so i i kind of um i want to get back onto more raw foods um now that i have a more you know stable situation because i like i moved last year and had like a lot of life changes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and things going on so um and so yeah as i get more stable i'm hoping to get back on you think it'd be easy to just grab some bananas but i don't want to eat just bananas every day <laughs> so that sounds awful i know there are people who are really into that but i just can't imagine feeling any kind of satisfaction just eating bananas or just eating like only raw fruit that you seems it actually my body loves the raw vegan ways of life <laughs> It just, uh, and I do very 
well on it. It's just like it's just a lot of of thought to go into it that I wasn't prepared to <laughs> to mm-hmm. continue at the moment. But yeah, yeah um, and um, just because like when you're out and if you don't if you don't buy enough uh, fruit and vegetables. You, you can't just go somewhere to just get something because, you know, our uh, environment in Philadelphia, <laughs> in Philadelphia yeah. uh, is not conducive to just grabbing something. It's usually like sandwiches or something. Yeah, the cheesesteak thing is real here. Yes. They really are everywhere. It's a real thing. Um, <laughs> there's pizza places everywhere. There's like, there's nothing like raw food oriented. Um, I wish I was back in, I like last, not last year, 2014 it's 2016 um 2014 uh went to rome for like whole week and i thought wow. it was so great for rome <laughs> really like fruit, yeah there's fruit stands everywhere <laughs> yes oh my gosh. yeah so so you went to rome and ate only raw vegan food not all raw vegan oh, okay. just vegan just, but okay. yeah, yeah. Th- it wasn't the time period where i was just doing straight raw vegan but um I, I ate a lot of raw foods there because it was so easy just to go to a fruit stand i'm, I'm walking down the street there's in fruit stands as I'm walking down like so it's like it was that was heaven I miss Rome (laughs) (laughs) what was it like eating vegan in Rome that seems like I think so many people would be like but you're missing out on the cheese and the meat you know like yeah um no Um, (laughs) it's just like it really wasn't it was like so many options like and there was like a there was actually a lot of I was vegan places like uh vegan restaurants um, there was like one that was, I think it was like called Ops. I thought anyone would know and go to Rome, but if anyone's in Rome, try Ops. <laughs> it's, uh, like, and it's, it was like, a, a vegan, like kind of buffet thing. And you weigh your food at the end and mm. it was like, it was really good. Um, and there were some other options. There was like a vegan junk food place that we found in somewhere in the depths of Rome. <laughs> um, and, uh, there was gelato. A lot of the gelato places have vegan options there. Oh. So either they have the straight fruit flavors or they had some with soy based. Wow. That's cool. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So, you know, I did my research. I had my places. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like, did you, how much time did you put into researching before you went? So that way you knew that you wouldn't starve? I'm an internet search geek. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that stuff. I love like researching where can I go and places and around me. And um, so um, it was it was probably maybe a couple hours of me like getting. But that was like I, I love that stuff. I love yeah. planning for trips. So <laughs> I, I love know. anything that gets me into some kind of internet rabbit hole. Right. It's it's really fun. <laughs> it's kind of sad. It is. But, but um, yeah. if you've seen my Google Maps, um, it has starred with all everything that starred is vegan options. Mm. here and outside of the area like everywhere i have rome places all the places in the rome star wow i know everywhere like that's why i do that's that's really cool so you have like a like a google map that's like just places to find vegan food like in philly and then also when you travel everywhere you go so like if someone posts like i'm i'm big instagram Mm -hmm. junkie too so if someone says they went here i follow people in california they said they went here if i'm going to california i start i'm like i just look it up i google it i start on that i don't don't know when i'm going to california who knows but if i do i know where to eat yeah (laughs) saves time yes in the planning (laughs) right so you mentioned that you went to the woodstock fruit festival is that what it's called Mm -hmm. okay tell me what that is and then We'll talk about your specific experience there. So it is a 
one, well, I guess it's two weeks now, one or two weeks, whatever they're doing nowadays, but um, of uh, they, they're at a, it's based out of a camp in upstate New York. And um, it's basically raw vegan food. Um, they have everything prepared. They have like raw vegan breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And they have lectures and they have different activities you can do. Um, and it's, like I said, based out of a camp. It has like a nice little lake there. <laughs> and like there's like just a bunch of stuff. And it's just a bunch of people who are raw vegan or interested in raw vegan. They have um, like a lot of raw vegan, I guess, pioneers that are um, – or people that, you know, spearhead and, and do a lot of things in the raw vegan community. Um, they do a lot of, like I said, lectures and um, uh, different, like, uh, talks. And um, they have, like, their products there. And you can, you know, buy from them. And it was, it was just like, a nice environment to be around. A, a, it was a bunch of people that, you know, are experiencing the same thing. And it was like my introduction into, um, it was very easy to be raw vegan there. That was one of the weeks of the three weeks that I was fully raw. Um, because they, you know, they prepare everything, um, for you there and you have, you don't have to do a lot of thinking. Yeah. What <laughs> so. kind of, like, what did they serve there? Was it mostly just straight up fruits and vegetables or did they have like concoctions and meals they had concoctions too so like the they one night they had like a greek based night they had like italian raw vegan or um of course you know like taco like top thing type things so they wrapped it in like a collard green wrap what was the filling um so they'll do like nuts um usually in seeds and with like a type of sauce but they'll make like a sauce like out of uh, I don't know. I don't know, like, all the ingredients of things. Like, I've made some of these things mm-hmm. in the past. Um, Like, I don't know. Use, like, a lot of dates and things. Like, you kind of grind it up, kind of make, like, a saucy type thing and mm-hmm. nuts and seeds. Um, Like, you can make raw tahini and raw, like, tomato sauce. You know, mm. just tomatoes and, like, uh, usually mix it up with, like, sun-dried tomatoes to get that saucy feel. Mm-hmm. And, um different spices i guess depending on how uh, strict you are with the raw thing i was gonna ask about (laughs) spices like how does because i think a lot of spices are dehydrated which is okay as long as it's not too hot right i don't know how deep they get into it when they're at the fruit festival Mm -hmm. or how um because i'm sure all things weren't technically raw because if you use spices you don't really know if it's i don't know if they had like a certain supplier that did raw but um yeah um but yeah technically i think it's uh, not supposed to be heated over 115 degrees and the the thinking behind that is that it heating food denatures it like you lose you lose the enzyme activity the actual you know um your uh yeah, denaturing like the cell, the actual cells that you're supposed to like keep intact as far as to get all the nutrients in your out of the food and vitamins and mm-hmm. minerals. So. Are there any foods like there are obviously foods that have to be cooked in order for us to eat them? Yes. Thinking like beans, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. a black bean. I don't know. Actually, can you eat a you raw eat before it's dried? You. Um, like a fresh black bean i don't know how they go i was always wondering that i don't know how they are actually harvested or how that works i don't even know what a black bean plant looks like no clue um oh my god i think they're more like because they're like the pot or like the seed of like because if you you can sprout them so i don't know if you can actually eat them raw 
But you can eat some beans actually raw. Like um, fava beans. You can eat. You can, I don't know oh. if you can eat them raw, but you can certainly get them fresh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like sprouted. You can So you can get some sprouted beans, but then there's like, I know you can sprout like mung beans and mm-hmm. I think zuki beans. I think you can sprout or something. Um, so I think there's some beans you can try to eat raw. I don't know. but Or sprout them and try to eat them that way. Um, but for the most part, yeah, black beans and all that stuff, they don't eat from my, I haven't seen any like raw people trying raw to eat beans. raw black beans and, and things like that. So. I don't know. I guess because I've only ever seen them dried. It just seems really crunchy and terrible. No, no one does that. I don't <laughs> think anyone does that. So, yeah. Oh, man, that's But yeah, it's, like, it's mostly seeds, nuts, um, fruits, and vegetables. When you were eating raw vegan... Mm-hmm. Did you track your intake? Like, did you use, like, MyFitnessPal or something like that to, like, pay attention to what you were eating? No, I didn't count calories. I, I didn't mean... Or, I, oh, just, I, like, I guess, track how much... Sorry. I'm, oh, yeah, like, Let me nutrition? Be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I think I did for, like, a, a day or two. I, mm-hmm. I really have very low, little patience for that. <laughs> yeah, it's a real so, pain. Yes. It's a real pain. So there's, like, a chronometer, like, as some people mm-hmm. use and to actually track what their nutrition, nutrition is. I probably should have a little bit, but yeah. um, no. <laughs> I, I ask because I did that a little bit uh-huh. a couple weeks ago. Someone came on the show mm-hmm. and was talking about Dr. Furman, actually, Eat to Live. Yes. And so I got really intrigued by that. I went down an internet rabbit hole Mm -hmm. and started, like, looking up all this Eat to Live stuff. And and I'm intrigued by it. I don't know that it's, you know, that that would be the right option for me. But I was like, let's do a little experiment. Just see what it's like for two days. Mm -hmm. And I I tracked all of my my intake on my fitness pal because I wanted to see what the breakdown was. Mm -hmm. And, of course, fiber like super duper high, like crazy high. Yeah. Carbohydrates really high. Like my fat and protein was so low and I was like starving. I was so miserable. But you actually did like the the Dr. Furman diet? Like the For two this- days. Oh, like <laughs> let's not get out of control. It was it was a forty eight hour experiment. But I was just like I I couldn't do it a third day and I was like, man, people who do this are like yeah. Either their bodies are very different from mine, or they're just really dedicated and they push through this like misery that I'm going through. It wasn't really misery. I'm overstating it now. Yeah. But I thought that it was it was just interesting to like actually track the nutrition of mm-hmm. what I was consuming because it was super healthy what I was eating. Yeah. But I think it it just didn't sit well with me on my very short stint. Yeah. I don't. I had. I have I have Dr. Furman's books and Eat to Live. I don't I think I did some of like the recipes. I don't think I ever stuck with like the actual strict diet per se. But I will say that when you're doing stuff like the low fat, high carb or I don't know if he does specifies high carb or what his ratio of carbs to fat to whatever is. I forget what. But um when you're doing that type of stuff, I know the food doesn't sit as the same in your stomach because it's mm-hmm. mostly water content so yeah. it's like it's you're filled but you don't feel that same it's a it's a different type of fullness right yeah. it's a different type of fullness so i will say that i i do agree with like dr Furman as far as knowing what your true hunger is i don't think we like especially with a lot of well on the raw food side he's not raw foods but um when you you're eating cooked foods and 
um, even when people are switching from the omnivore way of life to vegan, um, uh, the foods don't sit the same in your stomach. So it's kind of just like you don't really know what true hunger is, and you never really did. <laughs> since you were a child because we've bit, we've messed that up a long time ago yeah so, most of, most of us are fortunate <clears throat> enough that we've never really no, known yeah. what it's truly like to yes. be hungry. Yeah. so or even like even when we're not like starving hunger like actual kids starving or somewhere in like uh, but um like to that it's he says it's like a feeling in the back of your throat more than it is like a feeling in your stomach or hmm. something uh, interesting yeah it's like so it's not this what you're used to so i think a lot of people have to get used to what that actually feels like instead of you know relying on your stomach and just feeling it's not as full as it usually is <laughs> so it's really interesting i'm glad that i brought this up because you're helping me understand like what it was a very different feeling mm-hmm. like and I didn't think about the fact that, like, the food was mostly water. Yeah. And that that would feel really different right. <laughs> in my body than food that had less water in yeah, it. Yeah, because when you're, like, um, well, it's, it's wrong being, like, if you're cooking a lot of stuff, it makes the food less dense and more dense and less, mm-hmm. um, or I guess. Yeah, like, think of, like, yeah, spinach. More, yeah, it's more, so yeah. more dense. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it more dense um, and it concentr- and concentrated. So it just, it, like, sits in your stomach differently than something that kind of feels like if you look at um a pound of broccoli versus a pound of steak yeah a pound of broccoli is this much it's like too much to eat at one time right and you fill your whole stomach Mm -hmm. but you won't have that same feeling as the pound of steak sitting at the bottom Mm -hmm. of your stomach just you know as a whole dense mass there Mm -hmm. so um it's like I can't eat anymore, but I'm not really full. But you are really full, and your you know your stomach's working, and and, and you're then, just not used to it. Right? That's, that's really funny because I had that exact thought. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't doing, I wasn't even doing raw, but I was like, I'm really full, but I'm also really yeah. Hungry. The low fat, yeah, it's the low fat too. It's not even just like the raw because they both in the raw traditional, I guess like eighty ten ten moving. I don't know if mm-hmm. you yeah, yeah. eighty. Um, that's eighty percent carbs, ten percent. Fat and 10%. 10% protein. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, they both have very low, Dr. Furman and that have very low fat content in their ways of eating. Um, so, um, yeah, so less fat, less of the traditional proteins, um, nuts and seeds and, and beans. Um, it just it just sits differently mm-hmm. for you in your stomach. So And Furman also does no salt. Yeah, which I I can't really do salt that much either. Anyway, so oh, like you don't eat a lot of salt. Anyway. No, I don't. I don't make food with a lot of salt because salt doesn't agree with me either. <laughs> it's it's a true irritant in my body, and it it shows like immediately. Really? So, yeah. Wow. So I've always had that issue too. So that's um, interesting. Like, yeah. and and now you basically just and that's probably why you don't like eating at restaurants, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, so I can't eat out of restaurant. I mean, I do every once like sure. I do. Um, and um i try not to eat too much though because it's get like immediate like bloat <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just, yeah so it's great to know what works for your own body mm-hmm. as opposed to listening to what other people say like you know salt in excess is bad for us we know that yeah but it's also bad for you specifically because it does bad things to your body right. even in small doses like that's such a great thing to know about yeah. yourself <laughs> and so yeah I, I figured that out since my mom didn't use a lot of salt i mean it 
it's it's i guess more um whether or not it it harms you immediately or versus like over time Mm -hmm. type thing so i'm sure it it harms it's not good like you said it's not good for anyone in such a big dose amount not in the amounts that we eat exactly in in (laughs) the u.s salt is good in its natural form like i eat salt and like celery it has high salt content and does it really mm mm-hmm like so, like Does when it I was suck doing, up the sodium from the soil. Is that what happens? I guess so. I I don't know. It's like I just like when I was doing raw vegan, when I was make a lot of sauces instead of using salt. Um, which even some raw vegans do use salt. I don't know why, but um, uh, I would use celery or chard. Actually, the really, stalk, char, the stalk was chard for huh. my sauces to make that salty content, that taste flavor. Wow, that's yeah. so. I even do that now. Still, like even when I'm making like. Um, tomato sauce instead of using salt I will well, I don't use celery because of the actual taste I don't want the taste of that I'll use chard and wow it, mm-hmm. that's so I'm learning so much yeah. today <laughs> that's really random cool. facts no that's great to know I had no the, idea yeah so like the stalk or whatever this of the actual chard or swiss chard mm-hmm. you, you put in and blend it up and put in things yeah do you drink a lot of smoothies um sometimes it depends on if I feel like getting up in the morning and making them right. <laughs> so I'm yeah. with you. I'm totally with you. So, yeah. So, um, I like to ask my guests for recommendations for resources that they think that other people should look into. Do you mm-hmm. do you have anything that you think is like really great for somebody who's either learning about veganism or who wants to expand their knowledge sure. about it? So, I mean, a lot of the resources that I use, like we already talked about, Dr. Joel Furman, Eat to Live. Um, and that's when I first started as far as like uh, food resources. And um, I, with the raw things, I, uh, where I learned a lot was like Fully Raw Christina. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of her. Um, she was, I guess, a, a, the first introduction I had to raw. And then uh, the 80 10 10 diet or. Uh, does she do 80 10 10? I'm pretty sure she does. Oh, okay. So um, she. I think learned under um, Dr. Douglas Graham at some point. But um, yeah, and Dr. Douglas Graham, 801010, that's like the raw vegan Bible per se. <laughs> um, and um, actually, um, along with the, I guess I, I learned a lot of health resources too. Not They're not strictly like food or overall health resources. Like I like um, someone called uh, Don Bennett. Um, he has a book called I think it's I forget what it's called but he has a great book and website um, he's a good resource that I use um, yeah they're pretty I guess it's pretty what I, <laughs> pretty much what I use as far as like you know food and health and oh and oh there's another one Karen Ramsey who talks about um, she has a book about um, raising healthy children mm, so, yeah so I I have i looked at some of it it's very interesting stuff even if you don't you know believe in like a lot of the raw vegan way of eating or you don't want to do it um, it is a lot of interesting information and things that you could you know turn to so. absolutely it's always good to learn about things even if you don't think you're necessarily into them right yeah. you may as well know what's out there and mm-hmm. be educated about things right yeah well thank you so much mm-hmm. i really appreciate it i had a wonderful time talking with you i'm so glad that we talked about celery and how it can be used <laughs> yes. as a salt <laughs> replacement in some things like right, that right. it's been 
very educational for me. (laughs) Great. Well, thank you. Tegan Goes Vegan is found at TeganGoesVegan.com, on Twitter at TeganGoesVegan, on Pinterest at TeganGoesVegan. The show is produced by Tegan and Nathan Karuna, with music by Amanda D'Amato. If you enjoyed the show, please consider giving it a rating or a review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show more easily. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be back soon with more great vegan conversations.